Open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, but keep your Bible open because we're going to go through a lot of different verses tonight. Just give you a thought, a little of Bible study. I know some of y'all probably ain't read your Bible all week long. You'll catch up on it tonight. Amen? Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Uh, read a couple verses out of here, then we'll go to another uh, book. Just giving you this thought. Uh, verse number 1 of chapter 12, Ecclesiastes says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. And he says, don't, don't remember him later, but remember him now. Remember him now. While the evil days come not, nor the, uh, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Down to verse number 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, underline that, and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. We're to remember the Creator in our use. We're to remember the Creator every day. And it says, Fear God, for that is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every word into judgment, and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, just ask you to open our hearts and minds. And Lord, as let us receive the message we stand in need of tonight. Lord, and we ask you to just touch each heart and lift us up and encourage us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. The Bible said in verse number 1 to chapter 12, it says, Remember now of thy Creator in the days of the youth. In other words, he said, Remember Him now. We ought to remember the Lord. Don't wait till times get bad. Don't wait until times are uncertain, but remember Him now. And by the way, we have a Creator. Amen. We have a creator. We, we, many people uh, say in high places, says the school teaches this big bang theory. Colleges teaches this big bang theory. Government pre teaches this big bang theory. And they tell you there's no creator today. If there's not a creator, how did we get here? I didn't just swim up out of the water, walk around for a couple hundred million years, drop my tail and swung from the trees. I didn't do that. God created me. God created things. There, there wasn't some big bang theory, and then all of a sudden it became man. They're teaching that today. We need to be careful what we allow to come in our homes. We need to be careful what we see on TV. We need to be careful what our kids see on TV. And let me just say this. Uh, let me just throw this out there. There's a lot of junk on TV. Now, there's a lot of junk on TV that promotes uh, 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 not a creator, not a God, but everybody's good in their own eyes doing what they want to do. There's a lot of junk on TV. You need to be careful about what you let your kids read. Uh, we have a creator, and the Bible said that we ought to remember our creator in the days of our youth. So at the end of the book, the writer Solomon uh, gives advice, and he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to fear God and keep His commandments. Good advice. So I want you to think about that. If I had some advice to give you tonight, if I'd give you some advice tonight, the first thing I'd say, fear God. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs 1, 7? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Where does knowledge begin? It begins at the fear of the Lord. If you take knowledge to its basic level, knowledge at its basic level is it's not knowing what to be afraid of, but it's the fear of the Lord. We teach our kids every day to be, a, uh, to be afraid of things. 
But God has instilled naturally in, the, in every one of us that there's some things that we naturally are afraid of. You don't have to teach a kid that when something's hot, not to touch it for one time. They start feeling the heat sensation and they'll, they'll pull their hands about off of it. You don't have to teach them. God instills some fear naturally into every one of us. And I know the more that I study it, the more I look at wisdom is knowing what to love. What to love. I think if you, t- you can tell everything you need to know about somebody by what they fear and what they love. I, I can tell all I need to know about you by the things that you're afraid of, the things that you're uh, feared of, and the things that you love. Bible said the fear of man bringeth a snare. If you have a fear of man, if you're afraid of what people think about you and think of what think of, it, 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 it'll haunt you for all the days of your life if you're afraid of what people think about you, what people are, uh, what they say about you. The Bible says we ought to fear God. Man bringeth a snare. We ought to fear God. We can tell a lot about a person by what they fear and what they're afraid of. Now, some people take that fear of God and they try to candy coat it, make it sound good. I know we're reverencing God and fear, but we ought to fear God. Turn to Daniel chapter 5. Daniel chapter 5, and that's a very good example of what I'm talking about. Here, here in Daniel chapter 5 is a man named Belshazzar. He knows about God. His grandfather was Nebuchadnezzar. And he certainly knew about God. The three Hebrew boys, he, he throwed them in a furnace because they not bow down to his images. They said, we will not bow down. And they wouldn't bow down, so he threw them in a the furnace. And while he threw them in a the furnace, he was sitting and says, did not we throw three? Yeah, I see four and one is in the image of God. So he knew about God. He knew something about God. There was a time that uh, uh, God uh, uh, took him senses and made him uh, go out in the pasture and, and, and uh, eat of the grass like a cow at the animals uh, uh, for season time season. And he was out there. And when his senses came back to him, he, he made a decree. He says, the God of the Hebrews is the God that we need to serve. So... So Belshazzar knew about God. He knew about the light because his grandfather knew about it. Verse number 5 of chapter 5 says, In the same hour came four fingers out of man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall in the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Now let me just say this. If you see fingers writing on the wall, wouldn't that kind of get your attention about something? It would get my attention. The fingers just came out and started writing on the wall. It would get my attention, and it got everybody's attention there. In verse number 6, Then the king's countenance. Listen, when you see something like this, you know it is not of self. You know it's not of man. There's somebody, a higher being is doing this to you. It says, Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him. So that the joints of his loin were loose and his knees smote one against another. 
That's the fear of God right there. He had the fear of God. His countenance changed. He, he was troubled. His joints were loose. And his knees got to shaking and a knocking. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge. That means we better understand there is somebody bigger than us that we're going to have to give an account to everything that we do. Whether it's like the Bible said a while ago, whether it be evil or whether it be good. We're going to have to give an account to it. In Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse number 28 says, And fear not them which kill the body, but not able to kill the soul, but rather... Fear him that which is able to destroy both soul and body. Now, this is not some wild-eyed, crazy Baptist preacher saying that. That was Jesus saying this. And this is what Jesus said. You need to fear the man, the one that can kill the body and the soul. I heard a story of a young man one time. His father was a good Christian. Served God, loved God. His father was always trying to get his young lad to do right. And you know how the kids are in school. They do something wrong. They, they send notes home to parents. I, I, got, I got notes every day from my kids. And, and you try to get them to do right. And his father start quoting the scripture. If you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. Every time the, uh, a son would come in with a bad report and said something wrong or, or he started doing something he shouldn't do, his father's always saying, if you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. And he just preached that over and over and he hammered into his head. If you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. In Proverbs 6, 27, can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and not his feet not burn? So his father preached that in his head. If you play with fire over and over, you will get burnt. Now I'll come back to that story. Psalms number 32. Psalms number 32. Let's go to Psalms 32. It, it, we ought to fear God. And if we fear God, then we ought to follow God. We're going to fear God, then we're going to follow God. Psalms 32, and verse number 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. Look at that word guide. It, it, it give a, a choice. Will, will it be guide or will we take a map? Would you rather take a map or will you be guided to someplace? A lot of people will say, I, I want my life mapped out. I want it mapped out. I want God to show me the next step. God doesn't work that way. This is what God will say. I will guide you through life. I'll get you through life and that's pretty good, ain't it? If I had a choice, I'd rather be God. Uh, we went to Lowe's uh, a few days ago, and I was looking for a, a, uh, a storm door handle and lock. Now, I've done walked over this store looking for it. I'm everywhere I thought it should be, and I could not find it. Finally, we just about get ready to give up, and lo and behold, we run into my brother-in-law there. He was standing there. We're talking. I told him, I'm looking for a lock. 
Instead of telling me it's down aisle 13 on that side, this side, because I knew if you'd have told me that, I'd still be there looking today. But any, he took and, and took us and he got us right to the place that we looked and I found exactly what I was looking for. I'd rather be guided than just tell somebody map me out. I don't want somebody to tell me, go and do that and, and, and uh, go that way or go that way because it, it's hard. I, I want to be guided and that's exactly what he did. God says, get, you get up every day and follow me. He said it's a daily thing that we got to get up and follow God. And here's what I found out. The people doing the, doing the perfect will of God and the center of the will of God are people that have a map or uh, made some great decision in their life, but there are people who get up every day and say, God, hold my hand and be my guide today. We ought to be sensitive to the Lord. How many of you have been guided by your parents' eyes? Amen. My kids got guided a lot by my eyes. And I, I think they, they could actually feel when my eyes got a hold of them. And they knew exactly what was going to happen. They, in fact, I think by the eyes, my look and everything I get, I figured like they knew exactly how many licks they were going to get when they got home. You've been there. How many of your, your parents looked at you a way that you just know you had trouble? They, you were guided by your parents. They didn't have to say a word, not a word to you. They just looked at you in a certain way. Well, God is doing the same thing. He says, I'll lead you in my eyes. I'll guide you in my eyes. We ought to be as sensitive. The Bible says the eyes, well, the Bible don't say, the, the eyes are, are the uh, gateway to the soul of people. And we've done that. The Lord said, I want to guide you with my eyes. We are so close to the Lord, we can stand and, and pray and, and read the Bible doing what He's supposed to do. And there's nothing between our soul and God. We, his eyes is on Him. We guide Him with His eyes. We ought to follow God. We ought to uh, 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 fear God. Look at Psalms 37. Psalms 37. I heard this other story. Let me tell you this one too. Full of stories tonight. It was a group of men. They were on a riverboat. And they was cruising on a riverboat. Spending three or four days on a riverboat. And they got to cruise. And they got up one morning. And looked out the window. And it was foggy on the Mississippi River. It was foggy. They couldn't see nothing. But they did notice that they were just going down the river pretty fast. So they got to the, the uh, galley there. And was going to eat breakfast and the thing. And they noticed that the ship kept getting faster and faster. And they became worried about what was going to happen. They, they, in fact, were feared for their lives because all they could see was fire. They couldn't see nothing else. So they say they got a, a group together and said, Look, y'all need to go up to the bridge and talk to the captain. We're going exactly too fast for safety. For, we're in fear for our lives. So a group of them started out and they went out to start going up to the bridge. And they noticed as the higher they got up to the bridge, the clearer it got. In fact, when they got to the top bridge, they could see exactly where they're at and where they were going. God is saying the same thing to you and I. And God wants us to do that. Verse number 23 of Psalms 37. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delight in his ways. By the way, don't tell me you love the Lord and don't love his book. 
You cannot delight to do in God and don't delight in His book. You cannot buck the book and love God. In John 17, Jesus was going away and He said, uh, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in Thy name. While I was here, I made sure they lived the way they ought to live. Uh, they were supposed to live. They lived right and they had a testimony for you while I was here. But now I'm leaving I'm not taking them with me, he prayed, that thou shouldest keep them from evil, sanctify them, though thy truth, thy word is true. When we live by the Bible, it's just like walking with Jesus. It's like Jesus being here with us. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him, with his hand. Is God holding your hand? Is God holding your hand? Psalm 73. I told you it was going to be over. Psalm 73. Verse number 23. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holding me by the right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides thee. The fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge. The fear of man bringing the snare. David said, Who do I have on earth? None but thee. I delight in you. And God said, David, don't worry about it. I got you in my hand, my right hand. I'm guiding you through this world. And I want to tell you that, that it's going to happen. It's going to take, God's going to lead you. God is leading us that every, every step of our way. And that's what he wants you to know, understand tonight. That as long as you got your hand in his hand, he will be guiding you. If we just let him. If we just let him. Let me say this, you don't have to know every evil and wicked thing. You don't have to experience every wicked and evil thing to find out what God has in store for your life. Just do right. A man was trying to get a job as a navigator for a ship company. And he went to the interview. And he asked him, do you know where every shul and every snag on this river is at he says no sir but i can tell you where there ain't y'all get that later god will keep you right god will keep you guiding no matter what snags come in your life this river of life no what shuls come in this life no matter what you're going through god will lead you through every one of them amen God is leading. If, we, if our hand's in His hand, God will lead us and guide us. We ought to fear God. We ought to uh, 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 take God and, and know the God. We ought to uh, uh, follow God. Turn to Proverbs chapter 13. I'll be finished. Told you I'll be finished tonight. Proverbs 13. If we're going to fear God, we're going to follow God, then we must forsake evil in our lives. Proverbs 13 and 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, 
But we could stop right there and just underline that and quit for the night. But that's not the end of the story. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Shall be destroyed. Grandpa was sitting in his window, looking out this window. His grandson come to him. Grandpa, make a sound like a bullfrog. Grandpa looked at his grandson and says, what? He said, make a sound like a bullfrog. Grandpa says, I can't make no sound like a bullfrog. Who told you that? He said, Grandma told me that. What do you mean? He said, Grandma says, when you croak, we're selling the house and moving to Florida. Amen. Amen. Those that will put down, will put you down. There are those people in this world that will put you down. Paul said it this way, Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. I've seen people who try to follow God, but they hooked up with somebody that was wrong, somebody that led them, and somebody messed their lives up because they wouldn't allow God to lead their lives. They followed somebody else. Back to that story of that young man, that young man whose father kept saying, uh, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. You play with fire, you're going to get burned. He turned 18 years old, and, and his, his father was sitting in the living room, and he said, uh, uh, his son, get ready to come out. He says, uh, son, where are you going? He says, I'm going out with so-and-so and so-and-so. Father didn't like who he was going out with. He was sitting there in the fireplace going. The fire was just about died out, and and uh, he's looking at it, and then his he looked at that fireplace, and he knew his father was going to say, Son, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Dad said, uh, Son, do me a favor. He says, Reach over and give me one of those coals. His son, 18 years old, he had all the wisdom he needed to have. He knew that if one has been sitting aside, it wouldn't be hot. It had been, been cold by now. So he reached down and grabbed that coldest one and held it in his hands. Ha, ha, ha. It didn't burn, did it? He said, all right. He said, now you put it back in the fireplace. Put it back in the fireplace. And he said, son, look at your hand. He looked at his hand and it was black. You hang around the wrong people, they can smut up your life. They can smut your light up. And that's what he was teaching. He was trying to tell him. He wasn't saying the fire, but you can hang around the wrong people and your life's going to get burned. The device that I could give you tonight, even for the young people, Lord, we need to give it to our young people because the world ain't going to give it to them. The world's going to try to pull them away from them. All the kids, they need to hear this. Fear God. Don't fear man. Fear God. Follow God. People, this world doesn't want you to follow God. They don't want you following God. They don't want you to make a stand. They don't want you to stand for Jesus Christ. They don't want you to do that. They want you to follow after their way. Now, let me tell you what. This world is going quickly. Going quickly. And if people can't see that, something wrong. It, it, it's amazing to me the thing on TV you see now in commercials today that would have never been seen 15, 20 years ago. It amazes me. Cartoons today, I, I'm ashamed of them. I mean, I'm telling you, some of these cartoons are unreal, but yet people let their kids sit and watch this stuff and they indoctrinate them with all the things of this world to make it easy. You got cartoons that is saying, hey, homosexual life is all right. Cartoons. 
we got problems in this world. Fear God, follow God, and stay away from evil. If it's got to present, if it presents itself as evil, if it looks like evil, then it's evil. Stay away from it. We need to tell our kids and teach our kids that there are some things better off that you stay away from because it will smut up your life. I've seen a lot of people go down the road. I've seen a lot of people that, that, that started out with God and they started hanging out with the wrong people and they got caught up in a bunch of mess. We had a guy come to church down in Florida. He, was, he wasn't quite blind, but he had a hard time of seeing. And he got hooked up with some wrong people. The next thing you know, he was charged with murder because he got hooked up with the wrong people. You never know what people are. It, let me just say this. If you don't see them, see them and meet them in church, you better find out where they're at, what they're standing for. Because kids, I'm going to tell you, these young kids, if God tarries and we go on by the way of the grave, they're going to have to have a foundation rooted in their life now. Because this world is changing every day. Every day. Fear God. Follow God and shun evil. Amen.